Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcast from we appreciate all you guys out there our great listeners especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us <clears throat> excuse me i want to thank our sponsors over at strange brew coffee house and churn and spoon ice cream start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at strange brew coffee house here in starkville or at brupolo over in tupelo It'd be a little weird uh robbie if brupolo was in diamond head it would be a little weird we forgot one of the coast counties yesterday so i decided to hit them up today we forgot about hancock county though uh, oh yeah, that's right. You did. You said Harrison, but Harrison and Jackson and did, Jackson didn't get forget about Hancock. So that's my bad. You can't. Don't leave them out. I didn't. I know. So now they're here. They're here now. So we're we're good. We can move forward. Wherever you are in our great state, from the coast to the uh, to the Memphis area and all points in between, you can always get Strange Brew Coffee every single morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Order it to be shipped right to your house, and you can enjoy Starkville's number one rated coffee every single morning college corner collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for they've got a great selection of just about everything mississippi state that means this father's day you need to get something for dad head over to college corner two locations to serve you in the jackson area they're in ridgeland by fleet feet they're in flowwood by the half shell or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com restaurant tyler startville's best place to go go Oh, sorry. We had, a, we had an echo there for a second. Uh, best place to go for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch, it's it's number one. Whichever meal you're looking to eat, the best option is always going to be restaurant, Tyler. And, you know, especially for lunch. I always talk about it. You know, when you think about the South, think about a blue plate, the best in town, and one of the best in Mississippi, right there at restaurant, Tyler. Great meat choices, great veggies, and the only cornbread I'll ever eat, their sweet potato cornbread. It's actually good. If everybody's cornbread was as good as Restaurant Tyler's cornbread, the biscuit versus cornbread debate never would have happened. So maybe it's a good thing that everybody's is not as good, because I feel like that was a worthwhile debate to have. But for these purposes, enjoy the cornbread and enjoy your meal at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com, find out more, and find out what location is nearest you, and open an account today and have that relationship with your local bank. We talk about it all the time. Eat local, shop local, banking local, just as important. Priority One Bank, if you're already a customer, you know how easy to use and how accessible their app is. You do a lot more on that than just move your money around. Build a relationship with your local bank at Priority One. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. It's time to have the recruiting talk, Robbie Falk. It's time to talk about Mississippi State football recruiting. Uh, if you were not paying attention, uh, Mississippi State, or, I'm sorry, uh, one of the top players in the state of Mississippi, I should say, Cameron Beavers, four-star defensive lineman out of Bay Springs, committed to Ole Miss last night. 
Uh, that's a guy that Mississippi State had been recruiting very hard, had been very hopeful to get into the class. Obviously, it is, you know, I, 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 I'll say that it's, you know, it is just uh, May, long way to go. But Robbie, when you look at the top 10 players in the state of Mississippi, as it stands right now, I would be tell you, I would tell you that Mississippi State has really got a good chance to really only sign two. And one of those is Stonka Burnside from here in Starville, the wide receiver. And honestly, with him, Robbie, maybe I just still have PTSD from A.J. Brown, but until that one's done, I'm, I'm going to be wary of it. And then you have Terrence Hibbler, the big defensive lineman from, uh, from Holmes County uh, High School down in Lexington. In a class where, you know, this is a good in-state class, you've got, what, uh, as it stands right now, 14 four-star players. State is not doing that well. Uh, and you've got what of the top five defensive of the top five players in the state, four of them are defensive linemen. And in a time where Mississippi State has three different guys in the NFL making over a hundred million dollars, two of those guys are committed to Ole Miss, and the other two, the top two players in the state, Camarian Franklin and Jamonta Waller, both everybody almost everybody agrees they're gonna head out of state, not gonna give Mississippi State a real look. You've got two elite wide receivers in the state this year, and and JJ Harrell and Noriel White. They're com- currently committed to Tennessee and to uh, to Arkansas. I feel pretty confident that if they weren't com- if, if 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 you know we we we, we hate to play the, the the game of this, but if Mike Leach were still here and state were still running the air raid, those guys might have been committed to Mississippi State already. You felt a year back that state had good good inroads with them. But then state got away from the, the wide receiver friendly, or a, a I should say wide a friendlier offense for wide receivers. It, it's it's just May twenty second. This is usually the time of year where state starts picking up momentum on the recruiting trail. This is usually the time of year where you know the camps will start up and state will start pulling in commitments. But Robbie, as it stands this year in state, it's not looking really good for MSU right now. And I didn't even mention guys like Kanan Daniels. Who is you know the top running back in the state was a huge priority for Mississippi State. He's at West Point High School, a place the state has traditionally dominated. He's committed to Florida again. It's not over, but in your opinion, why is state off to such a slow start on the recruiting trail? I don't know. It's it's really bad. I mean, and I guess the the frustrations are kind of twofold for me. I'm I'm frustrated with the kind of the mindset change of a lot of these players. And I mean, I know it's, it's, you know, it's a new age or whatever, but I mean, it's Mississippi state is producing defensive talent at a really, really high rate. Ole Miss is producing almost no one. You shouldn't be able, you shouldn't lose a Jeffrey Rush or a Cameron Beaver. Some of these guys, I mean, it makes no sense for those guys to go to Ole Miss over Mississippi state. It makes no sense, but that's on Mississippi State to make sure that those guys don't do that. And, you know, maybe maybe it's – maybe the whole NFL thing doesn't matter to these kids anymore. Maybe it's an NIL thing. And if that's the case, then maybe you should push that a little more. I'm not saying that you should uh, set up an NIL deal right now, but maybe you should talk about you have NIL opportunities here. Do whatever it takes to get some of these guys. I mean, you can't be getting swept like this. They, the, there's two – looking at the the top 247 right now, mm-hmm. there are f- four – all four of the top four players in the state are defensive linemen, and Mississippi State's not going to get any of those players. 
And that's uh, that's an issue. You have two of the highest paid defensive linemen, two of the most dominant defensive tackles in the entire NFL are Mississippi guys that played at Mississippi State. These guys shouldn't go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is producing almost no one on the defensive line in the NFL. But Mississippi State is losing those battles. And you have David Turner back in the in the house. You have a staff full of Mississippi guys. There's not a ton of Mississippi guys on that Ole Miss staff. They haven't been recruiting high school players. They haven't been recruiting the state of Mississippi extremely hard. And State's still losing those battles. And State's losing battles to Florida, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Tennessee. You lost a guy from West Point to, to Florida when you have an offense that's kind of moving towards running the football a little bit more. He's been coming to the campus a whole lot. I mean, it's just I can't explain why Mississippi State can't have success in the state of Mississippi right now. But like I said, I think it's the mindset shift, and there's a lot of influential people in the state that are pushing kids out of the state, trying to take visits elsewhere. You have that issue there that you're dealing with. It's not cool to go to Mississippi State right now for some of these kids. State's battling that stigma, but they've got to figure it out. they got to figure out a way to sell Mississippi State a lot better to these kids because whatever they're doing right now isn't working. And that's kind of that's the, one of the most disheartening things, Robbie, is that Zach Arnett, when he took this job, made it very clear and made, he was adamant that the recruiting the state of Mississippi, being the top choice in the state of Mississippi, was going to be one of his top priorities. And thus far, that has not been the case. Um, when you, I mean, it, it really is something when you look at the top 20 players in the state and all of the, you know, just looking at it, the number 20 player, TJ Lockhart, is currently committed to Mississippi State. He's a three star with a composite score of 87, uh, 80.8731. In some years in the state of Mississippi, that would be a top 10 player. You know, so this, that tells you the depth of the talent this year. And you go through this list, and, you know, I mentioned Burnside and Hibbler. I think State has a good chance with P.J. Woodland and Caleb Moore. They're ranked 13th and 14th. But then you get into guys, you know, you've got two guys in the top 20 committed to Texas A&M. Now, the quarterback, Anthony Maddox, is not as highly rated as State's current quarterback. And there's a lot of people who will tell you that he's committed to A&M because A&M wants the inside track on his brother, who's a class of 25 kid, who's a very talented defensive lineman. There's a linebacker from from Tupelo who's committed to Texas A&M. I mean, Tupelo, I mean, that's a, that's a school Mississippi State has done well historically at. One of Isaac Smith's teammates from Itawamba AHS is committed to Oklahoma at this time. Uh, that's a kid that Mississippi State, you know, if you if you believe the recruiting insiders, they weren't very high on, but Oklahoma is high on him, and I would tell you that I think Oklahoma is a better program overall than Mississippi State. So that's one of those things that I always shake my head at when they're like, well, they weren't that high on him. Okay, I get that, but it's not like he committed to, you know, Troy. He's committed to Oklahoma. So that's just one of those things I, I'm never, you know, never really got on. Arkansas has two commitments from, from Mississippi players this year, and then Tennessee has one, and then you know, Ole Miss has already got one, two, three, and they're likely to get two or three more. It's just a very unusual situation for Mississippi State to be in, to not be getting these Mississippi kids, especially at this point in the year. And, I've, I, you know, we'll play the rumor mill here. I've heard that Ole Miss is, is definitely not done getting Mississippi kids. There could be some flips coming from some of those schools I just mentioned uh, to Ole Miss. Ole Miss has really made a push this year. And I, I, I'm not sure if that's them 
changing strategies. If if people have said, look, this this portal thing is not sustainable. We we need to start getting back into recruiting Mississippi kids and re- recruiting high school kids. Or if it's just a situation where this is a year where there's such talent in the state and Ole Miss is going to try to take advantage of it, and then maybe next year when it's not as much talent in the state, they, they go back to the portal. I don't know what, what the, the the issue is, but Ole Miss has made a concerted effort to get involved in Mississippi high school recruiting, and it's paying off for them really, really well. And I think also, you know, as much as I don't believe Pete Golding is an outstanding defensive coordinator, but he is an outstanding recruiter. And he has definitely, you know, had played a role. And what we've said about Mississippi State putting players in the NFL, it's true that Ole Miss has not, but Pete Golding has. Pete Golding has put dozens of guys in the NFL from his spot at Alabama, and that's something that he can sell. That's something yeah, that you or I could put those guys in the NFL. You're not, you're not wrong. You're, you're definitely not wrong on that. But to say that he's not – Pointing that out like first rounder, first rounder, first rounder, I coached him, I coached him, I coached him. He's doing that. And and you know, kids aren't kids aren't gonna overly aren't gonna overthink that. They're, what they're gonna think is, I'm just as talented as that guy. I'm just as talented as Raekwon Davis was. I can be as good as him. I, I'm just as good as you know, I'm trying to think of something you know, as Will Anderson. I can be like that guy. So that's, it's that, just that's wild happening. because since Kiffin's been there, he has not recruited the state very hard. He hasn't. He signed five guys out of Mississippi in 2021. He signed four in 2022. He signed three last year. So State has had everything set up here to have the advantage in this class. And they're still getting whipped. And this has been, I mean, this has been Zach Arnett's like play from the beginning. We're going to recruit Mississippi harder than anybody. We're going to get the best kids in the state of Mississippi. Look what they've done in the NFL. You know, Ole Miss doesn't recruit those guys. And now you're flipping over to this recruiting class, and State is getting absolutely lapped. And Ole Miss is getting more kids to campus. Ole Miss has the juice right now. State is just – I don't know what's going on. I I mean, I'm sure they're working hard behind the scenes. I'm just not seeing the same uh, effort publicly that Ole Miss is putting in here. And um, that's not good for Mississippi State. I mean, the Ole Miss just decided, well, I guess we'll just start start recruiting Mississippi kids, <laughs> and they flipped the switch, and they're they're out recruiting Mississippi State at every turn here, uh, and that's concerning. This is you have SEC talent right in your backyard. You have the resume of David Turner, Tony Hughes, you know Chad Bumpus. Um, is a Mississippi guy that um, has a has produced at Utah as a wide receivers coach, so everybody knows him for the most part. And you have you know Will Friends, a Mississippi guy. I mean, most of this staff are Mississippi coaches, so you have the odds stacked against everybody else. You have the upper hand, and right now, states arguably been as bad as most teams in the SEC at recruiting its own state right now. Uh, and and I want to say too, it, like you mentioned, it is early, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to fully judge this uh, recruiting effort at this point. There's a lot that can happen in the summer. There's a lot that can happen going into the season. I mean, it's there's still a long way to go. But all we can do is talk about what we've seen so far, and right now it's not good. I mean, it's just it's a problem. It's an issue, and it's got to be fixed quickly. So like Here, here's one thing, and here's nothing I'll say. 
on uh, last week, whenever Starville was hosting a jamboree, State had five coaches at Starville. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe you know, they're they are putting in the legwork. I, I don't know. I mean, they had Will Frim was there, Mike Schmidt was there, uh, Chad Bumpfus, uh, a couple other guys. I mean, they were they were rolling deep. So. You know, maybe they're maybe they're trying to make up some ground. You know, maybe they're maybe they have been doing it and they're just not getting the reception. I don't know, but they got to get some juice. They got to get some guys on board, and that's something that Ole Miss has done well. Is they've pushed for early commitments to get that early juice, and right now Mississippi State doesn't have those guys. Did State make a mistake not pushing for Trey Petty to get an in-state quarterback to rally the class around? I mean, I Maybe like so. I, mean, I, I think he's a good. I think he's a high level player. But Petty was a guy who could have commanded some respect in the state. Yeah, I just don't see that big of a difference between Flowers and Petty. That I wouldn't take the hometown guy, mm-hmm. and he also, I think, is a guy that could get you some momentum inside the state. And so, uh, yeah, maybe so. I mean, I, I was always on board with taking Trey as the quarterback and um you know i can understand josh flowers for sure but he has no connections to kids inside the state of mississippi and you look at this recruiting class right now there's one mississippi guy in it and it's an offensive lineman and tj lockhart who's not going to carry the same weight as a trey petty and right now this this recruiting class as it stands it does nothing to get you the momentum that you're looking for yeah, uh, you need some names in there, some big names, some some guys that can get out and recruit for you. And I just don't know if the group that they have right now is going to get the ball rolling. So that that sort of begs the question, though: When does the ball start rolling for Mississippi State? When can they expect to see some commitments? I would imagine whenever camp season first really gets going, that's going to be in June. Um. And, you know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot of guys that are just ready to pull the trigger for Mississippi State. You know, P.J. Woodland's a guy that they they feel good about, mm-hmm. but he's also got an offer from LSU, I believe. I, I, don't, I don't know if he can commit right now or not. I, I have no idea about the kid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that's a guy that you would love to get on board. And then other than that, I mean, who, Terrence Hibbler's yeah. a player that State has considered a, a lean. He's yeah. not on board yet. Yeah, William Eccles is another guy that you could yeah. get on board, but, you know, Texas A&M battling out with him, I think. Stonka is a guy that feels like it's going to go all the way to signing day with him. Yeah, you're not going to get him on board quick. I mean, you probably need to get some guys like Caleb Moore and P.J. Will- I mean, some of the they, – they got to collect some commitments to start evening out the playing field. And they really need to keep pushing for Caning Daniels. I mean, that that's a guy that, that could make a big difference. I mean, it's it really hurts you that he's already committed to Florida. That's gonna be an uphill battle. Really, really something. You know, I, I I had high hopes for this staff to come in and, and in a class where there was so much talent in the state to be able to get their fair share. Right now, that is that is not looking like it's going to be the case. And so, you know, at the end of the day. I'm sure Mississippi State will end up between 25 and 35 like they always do. But right now, I mean, I I don't see State going in and flipping kids from Ole Miss 
that Ole Miss really, really wants to keep. I don't see them flipping kids from Texas A and M, and you know it just it just seems unlikely. So, and and one thing you sort of addressed is, you know, Mississippi State. You know, we had Charlie Winfield on Thunder and Lightning on the, the live show, and and we talked to him before, and you know they've been pretty adamant about the way they want to handle NIL. They want to use it in the portal, and they want to use it in, uh, in retention. Retention, and look, I know Charlie says that. They're not using it for high school kids, and that's fine because technically you're not you're not allowed to. But when you say that out loud, kids hear that, and so you know that's that's something you gotta you gotta you know take into account. The kids here, okay, I can't get an NIL deal coming out of high school at Mississippi State, so you know, but Ole Miss is offering me one, and LSU is, and Alabama is, so that's where I've got to look. I just think you know a lot of these places are not going to give these kids NIL, but you maybe. At least dangle it. You, you At least dang, put yeah. the bait out there. Again, those, those and, co- and I, I don't think that's how Zach Arnett likes to play things. And maybe mm-hmm. that's going to be detrimental for Mississippi State. He's a guy that's going to tell you straight up, you're going to have to come here. You're going to have to work hard. He's not going to kiss your butt. He's not going to do anything like that. But maybe he's going to have to adjust that a little bit if you want to get some big time recruits. I mean, sometimes you got a lot of these kids. It's not I mean, even so not, much, It's not even so much line, Robbie. Is that you know, like you said, they dangle the NIL. Absolutely, there's NIL opportunities here for you, son. You know, once we get you signed, we'll, we'll see what we can do for you, as opposed to, you know, saying out there out loud, we're not giving NIL to high school kids. Yeah. That, that is an issue. So uh, we're going to talk more about this on today's, on Tuesday's, or I'm sorry, Monday's Sports Talk Mississippi. So if you don't catch that discussion, uh, go back and find the podcast. We're going to talk a little, uh, you know, we'll get both sides of it because obviously, you know, Richard will talk and Michael will talk about Ole Miss and they're doing well and State is not. So that's a, a, an interesting con- compare and contrast uh, that we'll have to do. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show and our first SEC prediction of the year. And that's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're going to cook out this weekend, great. Fire it up, throw some steaks on the grill. Nobody's going to be unhappy with that. But if you're just looking for a great weeknight meal, beef is always the way to go. It's easy, it's, it cooks quickly, and there's all a lot of great recipes that make beef the star of the show. You can find a lot of those recipes at msbeef.org, along with a lot of other great information about the beef producers here in the state of Mississippi. Fifteen, sorry, 50,000 farmers in our state doing nearly, I'm sorry, it is 15, 15,000 farmers here in our state doing nearly a half billion dollars worth of agribusiness every single year. It's a lot of money, and it's all on, on the red meat. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. This summer, no better place to be than out on the porch, out on the patio at Two Brothers, enjoying some great food, some live music, maybe a cold beer, maybe for me anyway. And that's that's a good weekend. That's a good Saturday night. So hope to see you there. And don't forget, when you support Two Brothers, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative. You're supporting Bulldog Athletics. So it's a win-win, great food, and you feel good about it after you get done because you helped out Mississippi State. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District, the home of smoked southern soul food. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. If you need any kind of a technological product, a copier, a printer, a computer, a laptop, uh, mailing systems, information systems, whatever it is, They've got you covered at Advantage Businesses with top names and great prices. And then, if you do need service, they're going to be the ones that take care of you. 
You don't have to call a 1-800 number. You don't have to be on hold for 30 to 40 minutes. You don't have to schedule an appointment with an out-of-state technician. Everything handled here in the state of Mississippi. Call them today and find out what kind of difference they make. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, it just can't be beat. They've got the top quality polos and quarter zips that Dad wants this Father's Day. Dad wants a new polo, and he doesn't want to look like a walking billboard. So hook him up with a great shirt from the Rogue, and you will be glad that you did. Remember, they've got the top styles, great service, and, of course, the logos that you want. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Louva Wine Bar, great place to hang out this summer. Again, you know, with these, these mild, I'm trying, I don't want to jinx it. I don't. But the weather has been so good these past few weeks. It's time to, you know, they got great outdoor seating there at Louva. Take advantage. And if you can't sit outside, sit inside. The air conditioner's working. Get yourself a, a drink, some maybe a glass of wine from their incredible curated list or one of their craft cocktails and enjoy an artisanal flatbread or a charcuterie plate. It's just a really great experience every time you're at Louva Wine Bar. If you haven't found out yet, you will soon enough. Head over to 509 University Drive and Louva Wine Bar. Time to start in the SEC East with our first SEC prediction of the 2023 season. And Robbie has chosen a very interesting team, the Florida Gators, a team that was 6-7 and seven a year ago despite having a player good enough to be drafted fourth overall in the NFL draft. We never really saw that talent. We saw the flashes of it. We saw the potential, but he was obviously not good enough, or maybe the coaching staff around him wasn't good enough to really make him shine. And now the Gators have gone back into the transfer portal with two former Big Ten guys. It looks like former Wisconsin quarterback uh, Graham Mertz will be the guy there. It's a Florida team that doesn't have the superstars at the skill positions at the on the defense they've had in the in the past. So Billy Napier is in a very precarious situation, in my opinion. Let's dive right in. Cole Kublik mentioned this the other day when we talked to him, that this Florida schedule is a killer. They are they have they play four or five teams that will be in the college football playoff discussion. I mean, so right off the bat, they're they're kind of behind the eight ball. Let's dive in. And their first game, Robbie, they're headed to Utah to play the Utes, the defending Pac-12 champions, a game that they won last a season ago in Gainesville, but this time on the road in Utah. That's a tough, tough opener for the Gators. This is the game that kind of screwed up our whole prediction for Florida last year. Yes, I thought they were going to be because good. Both of us said that Utah was going to win that game, mm-hmm. and had they won that game, Billy Napier's, Billy Napier's five and seven in year one mm-hmm. and doesn't go to a bowl game. And uh, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if he's five and seven and then yeah. ended the year just like he did last year by losing to Bandy and Florida State? I mean, gosh. Mm-hmm. So this time around, I mean, I I felt like that was just kind of like a freak, like the the weather, you know, affected Utah probably the humidity, like that kind of just felt like a freak. I think they're going to win that game this year, uh, being in Utah, and that's a Utah team that's. Mm-hmm. Probably still going to be really good this year. I'm, I'm taking Utah. Yeah, I'm going to take the Utes as well. I, so we've got them on one. By the way, Robbie, I am going to actually keep up with our predictions this year so that we'll be able to look back at this. So we're going to start the Gators off 0-1. Tough start for the Gators. 1-1, and they'll play McNeese State the next week. 
And then they welcome Tennessee to the swamp. A Tennessee team that's going to have really high expectations. A Tennessee team that right now is just better than Florida. More talented, more explosive. Probably, I'm definitely going to give the Volunteers the win here uh, in, in Gainesville. This is a game, I think, for years, like Florida just owned. Yeah. And I think this, I think it's about to start flipping. I think it already has. I think Tennessee's about to take over that series for a while. And I, I think they're going to win this game big. Yeah. I'm in agreement with you. All right. So we give Florida, you know, Ooh, one and this, two. This schedule, man. It's brutal, man. I'm telling Ooh. you. They play Charlotte the next week. So they'll go to two and two. They'll have to travel to Kentucky. Now, Kentucky went into the swamp last year and got the win. And I'll be told, I've, I've mentioned it a couple times. I think with Devin Leary, if he's healthy, I think they're more consistent at quarterback than they were a season ago with Will Levis. I, I don't think. Well, and they've go ahead, go ahead. They've gotten they've gotten some so good at home. Like that's, that's the thing. That's that place has become a place. It's very difficult for teams to win. I'm going to go Kentucky here. Yeah, I'm going Kentucky as well. All right. Goodness gracious, two and three. I'll get them to three and three, but Vanderbilt did beat them last year. But I think in Gainesville, Florida can get that win. Yeah. So three and three. They, by the way, at this point in the season, they are they are putting for sale signs in Billy, Billy Napier's yard. They 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 are not having this down in Florida. <coughs> They're losing uh, South Carolina too. All right. So that's that's the next game. They got to travel to South Carolina. What do you think? You think that's a loss? Yeah. Gosh, dog, Robbie. Now they're three and four, <laughs> and th- and then this, then they're about to enter the toughest stretch. They get the bye week, and then it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party with Georgia. That's an L. So they're three and five. Then they get Arkansas at home. Now that's a game they could probably they they would have a chance in. I don't know that Arkansas is so great that you know we could just sit here today and say that's an easy win for the Hogs. But I mean, I like KJ Jefferson going on the road. He's definitely not going to be rattled. He'll be fine. I'll take the Gators, but, man, it's not by a whole lot. Yeah, at Gainesville, Arkansas is not great on the road. Yeah. It's just kind of like Kentucky. Yeah. I, I'll, gi- I'll give them that win. All right, so they're four and five. That'll probably be their best win of the year. Then they go to LSU. Nope. No chance. No way. Four and six. They got to win the next two to be bowl eligible. And you know who they finished the season with. But then they got to go to Missouri. Missouri had them last year in Gainesville and couldn't hold on. And Missouri late in the year, that's that's an interesting place to play. Again, I'll take the Gators, but I'm I'm not confident in that. I hadn't even looked at Missouri's team or anything like that. I don't... I mean... They got it. They got a, their quarterback back, who I thought really, in a lot of ways, overperformed last year. Um, they showed some good things on the offensive side of the ball at times. That being in Columbia, they always seem to be like spoiler. Yeah, and I'm not saying like they'd be spoiler here for Florida because Florida would be bad anyway. But they could, you know, he was kind of the Eli Drinkwitz was like kind of the end for Dan Mullen, was he yeah, not? He was. So. <sighs> I mean, I, I feel like Florida would be ready to make a call on Billy Napier this quick. I mean, two if years. They lose this game and, and they're 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 uh, four and seven, Robbie. I mean, yeah, 
My line of thinking is Florida is a place where when things start to go bad, they mm-hmm. start to go really bad. Mm-hmm. We saw that with Dan Mullen. Yeah, they, they and if you're quickly. starting to hear, if you're starting to hear rumblings and Billy Nate and everybody sort of turn on each other, that that's some that's some intangibles that I always think about. Like late in the season, if things are starting to go really bad, can they just lay down? I could mm-hmm. see that happening in this game. So what's like, your I, gosh? Oh, man, I don't. I, I think they'll split one of these last two games. You think they have a chance against Florida State? It's at home. Uh-uh. No. No, I don't think so. How many times has Florida State beat Florida at Florida? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. But, I mean, that Florida State team is going to be really, really good. They are. They are. But it's just the fact that it's at home and it's a rivalry game. I, mean, I get sometimes it. Sometimes you don't just, know. I just I can't get behind that. I mean that team was good last year, and what? that game was that was that game a blowout? No, uh, that game was a seven point game, and it was it was a tight game. Hasn't. But Florida, so I think, had, Florida had the number four pick in the draft at the quarterback position. They don't have that this year. And how good was he in that game? He was okay. He was not very good last year. He was he was he definitely was a top five pick. Well, but that doesn't mean that the I get it. What's your prediction for Florida Missouri? That's what we have to have so we can move forward. I, I'll say that they win that game. They lose to Florida State. Okay, that's that's where I am too. So five and seven, both have them five and seven. Let me write that down. Robbie, he's getting fired. Five and seven and six and seven in two years. He's gone. I mean, Joe Moorhead was fired for going for winning eight games and Went six eight and games five, six and, two, and seven. Yeah. And now, of course, he beat Ole Miss twice, and in this situation, Napier would have lost both games to Georgia and both games to Florida State. And if that's the case, Scott Strickland is in trouble. They, they, I, if I'm Florida, I don't let Strickland hire. I mean, at that point, you've hired two football coaches, and they both didn't pan out. You can't have you can't have him hire the third. Well, he t- he's taken the approach. Uh, he's taken the Mississippi State approach. He's mm-hmm. hired Mississippi State caliber coaches. You, you've got to go. He's out hired and get a real program coach. builders. Yeah, no. He he hasn't hired anybody that's a dynamite rock star hire. So who do you hire? Both guys have had the same mindset. Who's the Urban Meyer that you can hire? Uh, it's going to have to be somebody that understands the current landscape. And I'm not saying the Napier doesn't because he's picked up some guys in the portal. But it's got to yeah. be, it's got to be a. Uh, Maybe a Dan Lanning type. Ooh, would he leave Oregon? Maybe for Florida. I mean, to go go up against Kirby. That's that's a tough yeah, call. I don't know. That's a good call. He's got he's got SEC experience. What about uh, if let's say Washington wins another eleven games this year? Do you get Kalen DeBoer? I don't know. Offensive I mean, coach, no. exciting offense. That's what Florida wants. Florida wants the next spur. They want a guy who's going to. Chunk the ball up and down the field. It's going to have to be a guy that's either like a like rising star or an already like really good established coach. They're not going to accept anything else. Would Dion go against his alma mater? Quite possibly. That would be a very interesting decision. Dion, I'm waiting to see what the I'm waiting to see what Colorado does. I am too. But what if he succeeds? Even if they're five and seven. That's a great year. It feels kind of like a disaster. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying you're not wrong, but we'll see. I mean, at Jackson State, he kind of, you know, he, he 
he just overpowered everybody else because he was getting guys that were right power five caliber athletes. Right. It's going to be tougher to, to get everybody on the same page there when you got rid of 50 guys. Yeah. All right. Both of us have the Gators five and seven. Next week, into the SEC West. You can't pick State or Ole Miss. Who you got? Uh, SEC West? Yeah. Arkansas. All right. We'll look at the Hogs next week on Tuesday's uh, Thunder and Lightning. Tomorrow's show is the Rumblings. You know what to do. Get your questions in. Uh, and then uh, a little later this week, I haven't lined up a, a, my interview yet. I've, I've reached out to some folks. We'll see who's going to come on board. We will get some interviews, though. We'll talk some college football, uh, maybe some more recruiting, uh, maybe some more college basketball, too, uh, because, you know, with Tolu coming in now, everything's sort of settled. Maybe give it a quick look ahead to the season of what could happen there. You guys, have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.